We always have the temptation to try to merge the things that the world teaches us with what God teaches us, to reconcile those two competing philosophies in our lives. But today on Rooted Daily, we're going to see John say that the world's philosophies and God's truth are at war, and we have to pick a side. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and the Bible doesn't just give us a philosophy to wrap our lives around so that we live life to the fullest. You know, what I mean is the Bible doesn't tell us about a good way to live. It tells us about the only way to live. It's not just a philosophy or a worldview. It is the truth. Any other way falls short. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. There is no room for modifications or subtractions or improvements. And any other philosophy that contradicts that truth is at war with God. The Christians that John wrote in his first letter to were writing, or he was writing to them apparently because they were surrounded by people who rejected that. They, they were these false teachers, we know them today as Gnostics, who had created a smorgasbord religion. They took Jesus and his teaching and they tried to merge in this entirely separate philosophy about material things being evil and spiritual things being good. And when they smashed those two together, they got something entirely different and contrary to the truth. And John says, when you do things like that, when you change the formula God has given you, you shouldn't expect to get the results he promised. Listen to what John wrote. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So let's remind ourselves of the background here. John, he's talking about these two false doctrines of the Gnostics. First, the Gnostics rejected that Jesus could be both human and perfect. He either didn't really come in the flesh or he wasn't really perfect, essentially denying the central truth of the gospel. Second, the Gnostics believed that because material things were inherently evil, there really was no point in trying to control material things like your own body. You could physically be living a sinful, depraved life as long as you were pursuing knowledge. And that's a, another pretty basic claim of the gospel, that Jesus transforms us so we can grow into righteousness and walk in the light. Another way of putting it is that the Gnostics wanted to fundamentally change the formula of the Bible, that we are saved by grace through faith because of the perfect sacrifice of Jesus. And, and when we have that saving faith, you'll see its fruit in us because we will be living righteous lives. But if you try to change that formula, you're going to get a different result at the end. Plain and simple. The Gnostics had chosen a philosophy that was at war with God's truth. But John tells the Christians that even though uh, the Gnostics may seem 
influential and powerful now, he knew who would win this war. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Trust God, cling to his word, and you will conquer the world. God's truth trumps all other philosophies. It's not just a good worldview, it is the worldview. And then John writes about Jesus. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. And we accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. If our faith overcomes the world, John is saying, then we need to know exactly what that faith is founded on. We can't be vague. Otherwise, people like the Gnostics might come in. They might try to fill in the blanks in our understanding with another philosophy, a philosophy of the world. So John gives us the foundation of our faith. Jesus came by water and by blood. And it's easy to see what John means by blood. Um, it's the blood on the cross, right? But what about water? Well, at least some of the Gnostics tried to merge their philosophy with the Word of God and, and the teaching of the apostles by saying that, well, it's true uh, that material things, they can't be good. And so Jesus was not the Son of God until after his baptism, and then the Son of God left Jesus at his crucifixion. So maybe by putting it this way, John is using this as a way to put that apparent compromise to rest. The Son of God came into the world at the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And then he received divine approval at his baptism, and he was the Son of God when he shed his blood to save us from our sins. The Son of God, Jesus, came both in water and blood. Our faith is founded on that truth. Don't let the Gnostics deceive you, John says. And then John says, these are the three things that testify to this truth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And they are in total agreement. And together, they reveal the one truth. Now, uh, there are a lot of people who attest to this. The human testimony John's talking about, all the people who saw Jesus risen from the dead. But we know this truth, and we found our faith on it, not because lots of people believe it, but because of the testimony from God. John means the testimony the Spirit gives through the Word, the testimony of God when Jesus was anointed at his baptism, the testimony of the cross and the resurrection. Our faith, it's not founded on air. It's founded on testimony. And if you reject even a part of that testimony and you try to replace it with something else like the Gnostics, you make God out, John says, to be a liar. John says, listen, God has given us eternal life. And the only way to get that end result is to keep the formula the same. What's the formula that ends in eternal life? Grace through faith in the Son of God. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. 
So what's the lesson for us now? Because we probably aren't under the great threat of Gnostic teaching where we are. Um, it, it's that every day we need to be vigilant, that we aren't swapping or subtracting or trying to improve God's word. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and the world is always changing. We're always thinking up new things. We're always changing how we relate to each other and how we live. But through all of those changes, God's word remains true. In order to get the result, the Bible guarantees, we have to stick to the pattern. We have to stick to the formula it lays out. And so we need to make sure that when some nice new philosophy comes into the world, we don't consciously or subconsciously try to warp God's word to fit it. Can you think of any examples of that? What about the corporate culture we live in that puts work above all else? It's very true, the Bible values work, right? And so it's easy to find examples of that, just like the Gnostics could find a basis to say that we are all sinful and trying to live sinlessly is kind of pointless. They just left out the part about with men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. But you can find plenty of passages talking about the value and the purpose of work. But did God ever intend that to be our number one priority, taking up every waking thought of our lives? Of course not. That goes against one of the main themes of God's word, that Jesus is our first priority. And if we put any other idol before God, if anything else gets in the way, we should leave it behind to follow him. And that's just one example where the world values something. And because we are products of our society, we want to value it too. And so trying to merge things into God's word to reconcile the differences between the world's philosophies and God's truth ends in a different result. It's not easy to keep the world out of our faith, to keep worldly philosophies away from our understanding of the Bible, but John gave us at least one starting point. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Focus in on Jesus. Root your life in his word. And if you stick to it, John says you can overcome the world. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and you want to make sure that others can see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk to debt. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.